the Hawks found an entranceway into the Dwarven Kingdom of Malogorok. Speaking of Eurovision, you've just descended from the ceiling, landed on a crystal <laughs> pillar whilst playing a power chord. Yeah, I have. And the pillar continues to rise till it's just below the trapdoor and the rest of you can easily embark. Wow. I'm singing about prophecies and about heroes and about the end of days. Get out a little spyglass and I'm trying to look at the, uh, at the carvings. Man, you're hard to please. Jeez. It's very impressive. I'm very impressed. Oh, clearly not. At the top of the tower, you see several dwarves. They're singing along with Tristan's chorus. And as you set down, all three dwarves bow to you briefly. The priest in the elaborate robes goes, Welcome, Hawks. Welcome, uh, lusty priest. I believe you've been expecting us. You have arrived quite as foretold. We'd be very interested to hear more of this prophecy and what's been said of us. Oh, we know. We know you want to hear about that. Uh, oh, God, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? Go over it. I, I assume that you've put the kettle on, knowing that that's what was going to uh, exit my mouth. Please come with us and like lead you down a uh, little stairway into an open room in the top of this pyramid. There is a teapot just coming to the boil and on the one side a brazier on which is a wide pan of sausages. <gasps> Whoa! Alright, do you want some sausages? Hey! All girth, no length, just like I like them. Basically a burger. The dwarf priest says, I am Priest Tatum. Proud to meet you. I'm glad that it came to pass in my lifetime. Although, of course, the consequences are devastating, and in a way, I wish it hadn't. Not that bad. But this part, great honour. As a priest with access to uh, to those books, then um, how was it foretold? Very explicitly, we cannot tell you that. There's some uh, very meta power plays going on here with uh, determining who has to drive this narrative. We know we're not going to get any more information about what we've already done, so what do we do now, apart from have a big old party? <laughs> I think the thing that annoys me about this situation is that we're going to leave and then five minutes later we're going to turn up again. Like if we just waited around for yeah. ten minutes, our future selves will turn up and we could just ask them. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe that's part of it. Stupid paradoxes. Tatum yeah. says, that is not foretold. They, oh, they're already here, I see. Oh. Well, get them out here. I want to see how good my hat looks. <laughs> <laughs> they say, you you do not want to see yourself. <laughs> uh oh. oh. And they're like, hello, joking. We haven't seen oh. you. Okay, yeah, you really have. Brutal. I'll flicker some gold. Yeah, yeah, well, it was foretold that would really get you. <laughs> I'm going to write down in my little book prophesize, tell this joke, animal free. <laughs> yeah, Tatum says, yes, we can. 
gift you little foreknowledge, but if there is anything you require that will assist in your journey, or will assist in your rise to the prophecy, we will grant it without question. Really good hats. What, what do you have? You've got like a Lots of good list. hats. Yep, we'll, t- we'll take one of those each. Yep. What kind of hat do you want? Oh, I would, um, I would like a top hat, please. I was going to say that, but like with steampunk goggles. Like I'm taking the piss out of uh, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's already got a hat. Unless he wants an enhanced hat. Uh, no, I'm happy. Ooh, hat stack! Tristan, what kind of hat do you want? I mean, I don't really wear hats because my hair's so good. Can you make me some magical clothes? I've sort of ripped these to tatters. I used to be able to fly. If you've got any magic clothes, that'd be wicked. Tatum opens a chest on one side and passes Percy a top hat. Passes Enigma a top hat with goggles on it. Excellent. Passes Tristan an outfit made in extremely fashionable dwarven style. Hairy. They have made it big. Oh, good. It may fit. I'll make it fit. But again, it, it creates that triangle effect. It's shoulder pads quite wide, narrow below the waist. It's very fashionable. I, I can tweak that. Enigma's pretty good with a, a needle and thread. Yeah, I think it has to be quite furry as well, like long fur. I'm thinking maybe sort of like an Angora kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah, same for my hat, actually. Angora hat. Like a furry top hat. Yeah, like a big furry pimp hat. <laughs> and, and a dragon alarm clock. So, can I ask a question? Of course. Uh, if we go back 500 years, is that... Back to the Broken Age. No, it's not. The Broken Age ended 986 years ago. Okay. So what was Arashar like? This is an icy question. What was Arashar like 500 years ago? So what might we need? 500 years ago, it was the northern city of a large kingdom covering the western side of the continent. And it was about to be hit by a massive plague. (gasps) Oh. Or depending on where you go through time, it was just hit by a massive plague. I friggin' love plagues. Masks. We'd like masks, please. <laughs> quick, uh, quick vaccination. <laughs> I mean, you, you're assuming that we didn't cause a massive plague. Oh. Ooh, we do sneeze a lot. <gasps> we'll be taking modern day germs back into the past with us. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> When you say amazing. Also, Tutum, I'm aware that there was a, a massive plague around 500 years ago. Do you know nice. what the cure to said plague was? Because we can cash in with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Tristan's so rich. <laughs> or we can cure the plague. This is We both cause and cure the plague. <laughs> Tatum said, our realm was not affected by that, so... I'm afraid I don't really know. I, I remember that the human kingdoms had some problems. The whole kingdom fell apart. It was it was a big mess up there. We didn't have much to do with them then. Spill the beans, Tatum. Otherwise, maybe you'll find that your kingdom was a little more affected than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it was a human plague. There was a whole magical catastrophe going on at that point. Whether that is the moment you choose or you travel earlier or later, I cannot say. I mean, why don't we just go back in time and kill Bambri as a baby, Percy? I don't think we should kill babies. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. You're such a spoil sport. Mm. <laughs> as is prophesied. I'm going to write that down in my little book. 
Knew that was going to come. I'm going to write it down, don't ask Percy the question, but I rush write it so I can't read it later. (laughs) And then when he goes outside, a bin falls on his head. That kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, actually, Percy, how are we getting back to the land of the dead? Are we just going to do the death ritual again? We can magic our way through it now, can't Um, we? Yeah, I mean, I I would assume that we're going to use our tried and tested method. Can we... Is there a way we can do it without going back in ghost form? <laughs> do, do, do the same thing, but sexy. Yeah. Can we do it, can we do it without being ghosts? Because that was really kind of restrictive on both story and what we could interact with. Yeah. Well, the, it has been prophesied that two will travel in spirit form. So. I, but wasn't I think... that the last time? Adam says, this was when you awakened the great... So it could be Enigma and Adam go back as spirits this time because we've done our t- we've done our ghost time. Although I guess we've got experience being ghosts and they're probably spat. It's not in the spirit. Yeah. Oh. Also, that that's kind of just what happened when we used our tried and tested method. We could deviate from the tried and tested method, mix it up a bit, and yeah. get weird on this. <laughs> I'm up for that. I could shoot you with an arrow. See how it happens. See what happens. Patum says, the danger you must consider is that you might be in permanent ghost form from then on. Hmm. We never consider the danger, Tatum. <laughs> I know you don't. That should have been expressly written into the tablets. It was. Oh. Also, it says, do not ask him the question. <gasps> it's not clear what that meant. <laughs> I, res- I respect that, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless there is another method that you are aware of that would somehow be more efficient, then uh, I say we, we stick with what we're, we're used to. So many me's. I'm going to make loads of little me's again. You have to saw yourself <laughs> in half. Wasn't there a whole thing where uh, the dude that in my head reminds me of that Pokemon that looks like a plant? Um, didn't he say that we get like a free pass to like pop through the land yeah. of the dead? Like, was that a one-off? Uh, no, we can pass them. That was the world of the dead police won't be after you while you're right. there. Right. So they won't be trying to kick you out. You won't have problems with those Archons actively trying to hunt you down or actively attacking places that you lead them to. Mm. Not that anyone did that. Enigma. Seems unlikely. (laughs) So, Tatum says, if there's any other preparation that you require... I feel like he's saying it like there's something really obvious we should ask ask for. I can't think of anything, though. an alarm clock. You know, I'm the thinker of the group, so... uh... I'm not the thinker. <laughs> Percy Adam, you're up. Good thought. Wait! I have got an idea either. <laughs> Enigma, come on. If you had a if you cracked how we were gonna do this, you wouldn't tell us. I absolutely do know how this works. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an arm over Enigma and just kind of be like, come on, let's go get drunk while these two figure it out. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll um, be led away to the party that Tatum points over to the other wall and there's like a drinks cabinet there with various elaborate bottles on it <gasps> and glasses along the side. Elaborate bottles. Tatum, nice try, but you know that the prophecy says that when the king and queen of the Hawks, or Wink at Enigma, arrive, they will be treated to the biggest fucking party this city has ever seen. We want that party. You want the biggest fucking party. Well, that's later. He is the Bone King. Adam says, yeah. it is foretold 
that Percy may not consider this an agreeable plan. Yeah, oh, Percy, you little snitch! <laughs> Bang's right. Right, I'm, I'm writing that out so that next time this happens... Can I, um, can I ask, uh, Tassum, um... May not. The... Uh, all of your peoples here, are they all sort of broadly supportive of the, the prophecy? There's no sort of pockets of dissent um, that might attempt to frustrate our attempts uh, or um, spin it off course? The people of Korzok, this city, do not consistently agree on anything. But I do not believe that any would seek to sabotage the prophecy. Okay. Some believe that by aiding it, we are creating further problems and that you should be left entirely untouched but it is our belief within my faction of the priesthood that our guidance may aid you excellent and also we had foretold that you would want some sweet hat mm, yeah well we, we did want those so thank thank you very much mm. um nevertheless i think i'd feel comfortable if perhaps we're going to need a um, an area uh, or a place to perform the rituals that we need to perform in. Um, our bodies will remain in a kind of stasis uh, whilst that's happening in some of our cases. I'm not so sure about all of them, actually. Cool. Um, but if you could provide some security uh, <laughs> in addition to some of our uh, our assistance here, then uh, that would be appreciated in, in terms of prep. He says, my brother, Guard Jagaroth, will be on duty at all times. He is my most trusted man. Something you notice in general about these dwarves is that they don't seem to be treating you in the way that dwarves of that mask world do. They're not very disappointing. Obsessed with the idea that Enigma is the leader or any of that. And there are a few male dwarves that seem to have a position of authority. Less them. I made sure to write that in pretty quick smart when it was a prophecy writing time. I wrote, I just scratched at the end, Enigma is a nobody. They, they try their bestest, those <laughs> boys. Whatever you do, don't worship Enigma as royalty. For the process, we have prepared a space for the right that is highly secure. Excellent. Well, um, should we get on with it? Uh, or do, yes. uh, do you want some time to enjoy this fair city, Tristan and anybody else? We should... Be- Probably experience it a little bit. Come on. <sighs> okay. Okay, I'm done. Let's make Ben make party some... montage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Cut to the morning before the going back in time, and we are all wrecked. At <laughs> <laughs> the morning while you're going back in time, you're wrecked. In fact, you just get so hung over you find yourselves in the land of the dead <laughs> yeah, like, oh. this was the easy option <laughs> what the heck how are we here so snapshots of this night in Korazuk the capital of Morogorod well obviously foam we remember it all through a haze of foam <laughs> oh, oh my god I'll start because it's going to be the biggest there's a massive wooden scaffolding stage erected oh, I don't know why it keeps going dark here on the side of the pyramid with the best views every single dwarf is in the middle looking up at this stage where I'm just jamming out whatever songs come to mind but there's a guy scribing it so actually the dwarves all know what songs are being played 
and the guy doesn't need to describe it because they're all they all know it anyway. This is a newie but an oldie. New, 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 new. Yeah, exactly. They all know what's <laughs> coming because I'm like, right, write down whatever we play and then you guys are going to know whatever I've played back in the day. I'll take that book with me. Oh, I'll be like fame <laughs> when they all burst into song that no one's practiced before. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a flash party. Oh, okay. So this is Tristan's big musical scene. It is huge. And as Enigma says, except you're so shit faced, they're all terrible. So you're lucky when you see them written down later on, you're like, oh, oh, I was very out of tune. Yeah, that's it. We're like, wait, how was this so good at the time? Because this is dreadful. And there's foam everywhere as per Enigma's request. As you're singing, it's not just you play the song. It's like there's a full backup band who all know it perfectly, even though you're improvising. And there's like dancers on the stage and they all have like a perfectly synchronised dance and backing singers who are harmonising on the bit. So it's weirdly, like as a musician, I cannot imagine how disconcerting it would be to be improvising and have people just playing along like they've known it all their lives and it's like a super big part of their culture. That would be insane. To a certain degree, they're actually, I'm like, this is the greatest, most original music. And they're like, we've known about this for hundreds of years. This is old, <laughs> old tried and tested tunes. This is folk music. Yeah. You can walk set a bit of green sleeves. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you've never heard this before. They're like, we've been singing this for <laughs> And we also in unison sing, Fuck you, Emma Thorax, you'll never do this. <laughs> At some point, I do want to pop into his world via the music and like pop into his little instruments and be like, I hope you paid attention to that gig, Emma Thorax. So I'm not doing that before I go to sleep. So, Adam... What do we see? What's what's the next? Like, what's happening at the after show of this great gig? The greatest musical you've ever seen. Yeah, it is literally world. like a musical because someone starts singing, then everyone starts joining in and like singing different parts, and it's like <laughs> yes. it's very disconcerting. And it goes on for like ten hours. One day more, <laughs> another day, another destiny. Such a shame. It's like Le Mis meets The Greatest Showman. Oh, that's <laughs> all of The Greatest Showman songs are terrible. <laughs> I beg your pardon, you unbelievably awful human. It was awful. It's the most middle of the road thing I've ever seen. I paid to see that on Amazon and Wait. my God, it was just very what are you ordinary. About? Greatest Showman. What? You're, you're such a dunce. So Those they, tunes are huge. Not, you like, have no... That's, that one you just sung is all right. Go and play with your WWE slam cam. I will. <laughs> You'll be amazed at the effects you can make. <laughs> Turn it upside down. It has some good tracks, but it was no Central World. No, Central World was... Well, the, Still haven't seen Central World. Yeah, that has some well, bangers. It does. God, I still think about Fragile Creatures. What an amazing song. (laughs) Fine. Like, Central World is the stupidest show, and then it suddenly comes in with these huge songs, and you're like, what's going on here? It's no Diana the Musical. It's like Central World meets Les Mis, meets Diana the Musical, meets The Greatest Showman, meets um, You're Welcome by uh, (laughs) Moana. There we go. Yeah, and so he does go on and on. He does actually explain every natural phenomenon. 
<laughs> so Ram, continue. <laughs> so what what's the after party for this like? What do we see Adam doing? Honestly, I'm a bit blown away. <laughs> and what are all the dwarves doing? You've got full control over the entire city at this point. Whatever you say goes. You're controlling the camera. Yeah, yeah. really. Not. And and it doesn't have to be cool because it's everyone, so you don't have to worry about sounding stupid. You could be as dumb as you like. You could be in the kitchen reading yeah. a book. <laughs> I think he's kind of soaking up the atmosphere. He's listening to all the dwarves and what they're, you know, what they're all about. Yeah, because this is very different from your world as you know it. Yeah, I think he's kind of got a nice kind of buzz going, like from like the, the whiskey and the, the cigars. So he's just like content. He's just like, okay, I'm actually gonna unwind a little now. I've been quite tense yeah. for a long time. Yeah, he's a bean bag. He's... Yeah, for like ever since you met the, pretty much since you first entered <laughs> the, the land of the dead, has been one big stress parade. Yeah, pretty much. And now I've just I've got even with the tumbler, which was like <laughs> big, high on my list. Yeah, you got yeah. him. What about halfway through, we pull you up on stage for a gunslinger show and you're doing like <laughs> standing on the back of a horse and people are throwing up wooden panels and you're bam, bam, bam. You're shooting stuff out I... the air and shooting through the eye and of a And then a donkey slides onto stage. Yeah. <laughs> they literally don't have horses. Okay, well, we've got the dwarves are pretending to be a horse and, like, they throw up an aspirin and Adam just... A, a panto horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like a human pyramid. <laughs> oh, I was going to do a dwarven pyramid and, like, the flashback I have is to being really, really high and having about, like, 25 <laughs> dwarves underneath me and suddenly collapsing and we're just hoping they all survived because it was a lot of foam. A lot of foam. <laughs> you're also, you you're only, foam. like, 10 foot high and you feel like you're huge because yeah. there's so many dwarves, but you're not that high. Yes. I could see this actually like Enigma's the centre of the hourglass. She's on top of one pyramid, she's supporting a second. <laughs> and yeah, it just all comes down pretty, pretty dramatically. But those people, their names will be carved forever in this historic moment. Those that were yes. lost <laughs> in the epic <laughs> Pyramid inverted pyramid. And those people have known since they were born how they were going to die. As the goddess has foreseen. There's an entire school of the priesthood that knew and they would go around picking the children from their parents and training them for this moment. Mm. (laughs) Amazing. In this pyramid crying. (laughs) (laughs) I know what's coming. drinking foam. I'm not ready. And Enigma's on the top. This is fucking amazing. Adam, shoot these glasses out of my hands! <laughs> and they know that that's the, when they hear the first gunshot, they know that's the signal for when Enigma starts to tumble and everyone oh. crashes to their death. But we don't. We're having a great time. You're having a great time. So elegantly. Oh, yeah, obviously. Enigma lands it beautifully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the middle of all these dwarves with their face crushed under each other and these broken limbs, Enigma's like, ta-da! <laughs> Well, that's the thing, because that's what you'd expect. But as they start to fall, like a cadre of of priests actually spring out and they're perfectly equipped to catch each falling Uh, dwarf because they know exactly where they're going to go. (laughs) That's it. They're not stupid. And so Enigma goes, ta-da, and then all the dwarves like spring up and go, ta-da, and it's actually pretty rad. Yeah, that's true. It's just this one day everyone lives. 
Yeah, that's fair. So what, what does Percy do while his uh, companions oh, well, are partying uh, extremely oh. hard? The, the night is young. I think we'll uh, take in a museum or two. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, we will uh, find the, the biggest ball of twine in Batman's uh, <laughs> world, wherever it is we are. Uh, that's uh, that's very good and um, finish up with a a novelty cravat by one of those there's like a hundred really depressed dwarves just walking behind Percy <laughs> as his party goes on the little list oh. that I'm ticking off as I go yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope the cravat says I went back in time and all I got was this shoddy cravat yeah <laughs> Batman's Gord is having it, it says on the cravat. Dodge. Looking longingly at a party that they're not allowed. It has been foretold <laughs> they will not party. Thou <laughs> shalt not yeah. party. Uh-huh. Look at this mosaic. And it's architecture. They've seen their whole life. It's just their houses. <laughs> They've spent years of their lives preparing for this moment. They've seen it so many times. Now they wish they could see it for the first time. So every question Percy thinks to ask, they're just taking it off the tour guide. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is is amazing. How long did it take to make this ball of twine? 860 years. (laughs) Yeah, they had to make that because you wanted to see it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their whole life has just been balling up twine and they hate twine now <laughs> their great great grandfathers listen when he comes you will be a great honour he's going to want to see so much twine he's going to want to see so much twine and like the yeah. industry that, that formed up making the twine just for this one night <laughs> this night, Percy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll get back to the rest at the end, and then they will mashed. And I'm like, well, I've had a pretty interesting night. <laughs> Do tell us about it. He's the Percy is the rimmer of the group. So yeah, I think we see see the Hawks kind of hanging out post party. I feel like. Maybe we're back in this room where they're reclining. They've got like cushions laid out on, very comfortable. Uh, Rob sausage has provided a second round of sausages, or maybe a third by this point. Yeah, fucked on sausages. Diversified into different flavours. Breakfast flavoured sausages. Yes, they contain fried eggs. Like Rice Krispies. <laughs> that doesn't sound that good, actually, honestly. And so yeah, some Percy comes back in. Everyone else is kind of wasted, and he's just extremely perky. Really reinvigorated. Adam's got his I beat the tumbler t-shirt on. We made him happy, especially. Yeah. Oh, man. I was the day, I was there the day we beat the tumbler. <laughs> and all the dwarves like, tell us your tales of the tumbler, Adam. And then we tell you, spinning his gun, doing tricks. <laughs> and then I say, you go first. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, and they're like, they're now, there's a couple of young dwarves acting it out, like one's like, no, I want to be Adam this time. <laughs> I'm determined to give Adam more screen time. <laughs> I feel like I sort of stepped on his, on his scene there a minute ago, so now I feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, so you are all able to rest. You're able to take a break. You're able to indulge your sundry partying vices. Or museum-related vices. Are we in the land of the dead? And 
<laughs> like that. I'm going around the museums going, it didn't quite happen like that, but they've all got answers to my intelligence because they know exactly how it happened. Yeah, Percy's actually trying to find out information about the prophecy, trying to, uh, have you got any his, anything about the prophecy? No, none of that written down. We were expressly told. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you're underground, so you don't really have night and morning. But after you're partied out, and I, I do, I quite like the idea of like the Hawks just like everyone else has, has kind of made their way home or off to their quarters or whatever. The, the Hawks have their little suite and it just kind of hanging out kind of a bit drunk, probably quite drunk apart from Percy and just kind of like there's this chill evening that they get to hang out together. Yeah. And then the next day, Percy and Tristan have to go across the borders uh, to death again. Ta-ra, lads. See you on the other side, I guess. Tristan D. Wilde, it's time to die. Again. Let's ghost it up again. Tristan looks at his little, like, glass ball. He's like, mm, oh, yeah. Not this time. You want me to hold on to that for you, or? I was going to say, fuck it. Just smash it against the wall. That'll do. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Just stamp on it. <laughs> Find me later, lads. <laughs> Crumple into a heap on the floor. <laughs> that's, an that's an interesting question that raises, actually, in my mind. Like, if Tristan, if Tristan actually died, I don't know if his past would be valid anymore. I think he'd then be into the process of death. But then I suppose you'd have to find me and go through that whole memory shenanigans. And, yeah, I, I kind of figure we we've been using a we've been uh, using a ritual that lets us in through the back door. If we enter through the main yeah. gates, then we're probably fucked, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. It, there's only a certain amount you can walk that place and keep coming back. Yeah. And Tristan has probably passed that point by then. I don't know if resurrection would work on him any more than it would <gasps> on Percy or Enigma. Yeah, true, true. Adam, though, he's got he's got resurrection coming out of his ears. Fine, I'll he's smash fine. Adam against the wall and stamp on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have this small, com much more comfortable than your quarters in Keltepe. There's, like, little kind of bedrolls laid out. You have, like, water beside you and things, and they've even prepared the potion for you. It seems like everything is ready to go. Seems like. Well... Bottoms up. Sh Shots! Jeez, Nigma and Adam have just got booze. But we've switched it. Oldest <laughs> trick in the book. Uh... <laughs> like Percy, they will love this, trust me. Adam's going to find this hilarious. <laughs> we, we will obviously do all the, the various sort of ritual. Yeah, yeah, um, the kind of ritual preparation. Yeah. And like the marks are actually your lantern pattern on the floor. Is actually inscribed into the stonework. Yeah, that's cool. Like the right size in kind of bands of metal, and you can feel you can feel the power humming through it as you as you drink these potions and as you uh, find yourselves relaxing. And this time you kind of you're able to lie down comfortably, and then almost immediately you wake up, and you're in the realms of the dead. Lot of a good question to ask as well. Damn it. Well, you'll be able to ask it. I'm dead. Adam and Enigma. Hello. So, what do you do? Just going to walk into the land of the dead. Okay. You're just going to 
take Adam by the arm and lead him into the land of the dead. Yeah, waving, waving to all the fans as we go. Well, this is now in your kind of secure corner. You've only got like a couple of guards in there. Oh, can they not see in? I'll wave to those guys. They're, they're honoured to be there. In fact, um, yes. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, and so the guards both salute you as you step into this realm and you find yourselves in the forest of forgotten animals. And very nearby, you actually find Percy and Kristen. All right, lads. Hello. You made it. What kept you? Enigma, pop back and ask if there's any dwarves we should ask for in the olden times. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. We should have got a contact at least. <laughs> I'll just stick my head back into the other world and be like, anyone we should take with us? Yeah, well, I thought maybe we should have asked who we were going to meet. Like, maybe there was an old famous king we could meet or queen. So, Enigma, you pop out from behind a tree. The guard says, no, before you've said anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stupid uh, prophecies. Well, a good question. <laughs> well, we better remember all this. Write it down. Amazing. I mean, there's no way we're remembering all this. There must be some, like, the, the dragon must be able to just zip it out of our minds or something, because no yeah. there's no way we're repeating it, is there? He's listening to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Better be. I kind of, I'll be honest, I thought, I was hoping the next time that I came to the Land of the Dead would be when I was going home, not going into a time of horrible plague. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, Adam, come on. <laughs> come on, Debbie Downer. It's an adventure. <laughs> no, we get it. We get it. Look, it's a long process. These things take time. We're all just finding our feet. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. I've got to get back. I've got to save my, my kingdom. Yeah, but we're about to cause what you've got to save. Enjoy that you're part of history now. You're the reason you're here to save the day. Hooray! Because of what we inevitably screw up, you know? Uh, paradox is true. Yeah. <laughs> On the plus side, though, whatever we do here will result in the biggest ball of twine in yeah. the world being constructed. Uh, yeah, if we accomplish nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> That's the true secret behind crudely drawn swords. <laughs> it was just the story of a ball of twine. The narrator is a ball of twine. That's, that's the big reveal. We need to re-record the first episode, and the the intro is just. Let me tell you the tale of the enormous ball of twine. Welcome <laughs> to Crudely Drawn Swords. And then the people listening to the first time be like, what? It's a bit of a yarn. Uh, <laughs> very can't good. Pull the, pull the wool over our Adam eyes. eventually smashes the river, it's really tightly wound twine. <laughs> the world's smallest ball of twine. Oh, we've been stringing them along. the drake. <laughs> So, one thing you know, Percy, is that you need to find the author of the Sea Codex, or the Grey Book. Mark Twain. (laughs) You know that these are the books that Hector is being guided by. Hmm, true. But as you make your way out of the forest, you see someone coming towards you. She's a tall, well-built woman. She approaches you, and she says, Percy? Percy! Well, aren't you a tall, well-built woman? Percy! (laughs) You have never seen her in your life before. Yes, that's me. She said, Percy, it's me, Bernadette! (gasps) 
Friggin' fly flying in front of me. <laughs> you want to kill it? Okay, uh, roll your attack. Suffice it to say, when you go back into the past, you must find your own path, Sir Jen. Uh, oh, no excuse. <clears throat> no. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'd like to use that to cover for the, you know, de- Dijon Vu thing, because that was worse. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and I think we each get one, and that that's about five. One? <laughs> yeah. While you do it, though, think of a snapshot we're going to have of this party. The flashback in the morning. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically that that's the way I think we'll do it. That'll be fun. Um, and because yeah, now now we've got to that. I do have an idea. It's like just massive party nightclub lights, <laughs> kind of like. Everyone oh, I had out. nightclub lights a minute ago. Or like one of those, uh, like when there's when there's a uh, party in a nineties movie, and they go to like the club where the bad guys HQ is, and for some reason they have people doing like angle grinders on the walls and stuff. Yeah. Probably, yeah. And everyone's wearing bondage gear for some reason. <laughs> You're like, no one, <laughs> no one never went to a club like this. Um, in our imaginations. Yes. And I was remembering uh, earlier, I don't know why, it's really apropos of nothing. Like, one time when they tried to do a phone party at the zone. I don't yes. see the zone, Pete. Oh, it was, oh, it was a place. It was a place. It was it was like um, a nightclub in a hotel, which I think had lo- largely closed down, probably due to health and safety. But there was still everywhere was painted black was, and then like neon things like uh, there was um, Earthworm Jim. In neon paint on the wall. <laughs> oh my god, there was. There was. They changed that. it later on, but there was an earthworm gym. And the floors yeah. would go. Yeah, your you feet moved. would stick to the carpet on the and carpet. Behind, behind the bar, there was a plate of curly sandwiches so that they could avoid some of the licensing laws. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, they had a foam party and it was like a tiny bit of washy up liquid foam on the floor. And everyone's like, this is so lame. <laughs> This is not like Ibiza. Oh, I went to um, a phone party in Ibiza. It was fucking awful. Well, was it, it was probably still one? better than one at the Zone. Oh, I don't or know. like I, at the uh, whatever the nightclub like, the Zone was in. It was a bit of this like dance floor that nobody was in. I was like, oh, we'll go stand over there, and no one was in it because like the foam machine like um, blasted like into that area. So they're like, it's time to. Time to get foamy. Hit the button and just got blasted in the face with all the twigging foam. <laughs> Which is basically just like washing up liquid um, that's been sort of bubbled up. So like as soon as it gets into your throat, it's really hard to breathe. <laughs> like, oh is that why it was such a short-lived... Is that why it was such a short-lived craze that when everyone oh, was it doing... It was horrible. It, really painful <laughs> to try to... Breathe, eat, or drink anything through. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm gonna have a drink now. Great, it tastes like washing up liquid. Yeah, this is, but this is my not... esophagus was very clean, so <laughs> I guess also, I guess also, in fairness to them, it was probably like a way of cleaning the club while people were in it. So it takes <laughs> yeah. a bit of time for the cleaners. Which is why the zone didn't have much because you don't yeah, want to. Really you don't want to remove that mm. 
crunchy, crunchy yeah, carpet. It, it did like there was the like classic image of just like sliding across the floor in a cool way, but what actually happened was you just fell on your ass because <laughs> you were drunk, and also it was just washing up liquid on the floor. God, what a weird idea! What a terrible idea! Phone Guys, well. I've got an idea. We yeah. need a phone party. <sighs> Only so, with all of us in our 40s, so like whenever we fall over, we all break our wrists. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my poor oh, little bones. This was much better in the 90s. And it wasn't very good then. Yeah. It was still bad. Catch <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that fly. Mm, no, I don't think so. Let it you live, damn it. it. You need Thing some chopsticks yeah. to pick it out it's of the air. It's a podcast, so you can. He's say got about you another did. ten minutes to survive, and uh, <laughs> if he does, then, then get him he's, later. He's lucked out. <laughs> yeah. If if I hear him on your mic, though, I'm I'm gonna go around there and do for him myself. You're mm. gonna fill your house with fly spray while you're not looking. <laughs> um, it's the only language they understand. Good partying team. Nice for Adam to finally in, get to an indulgent hawk's party. 